taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. It's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and we have a new rock star on the show. First-time guest, friend of mine, friend of uh, lots of uh, uh, happy conference attendees because she speaks at uh, lots of conferences. And we're talking about Nava Hopkins, who is the services innovation strategist for WordStream. Welcome, Nava. Thank you, David, so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. Me too. One of one of many that we've had over the over the years, and um, this time we're going to talk about the presentation I saw you give in a brilliant manner at the State of Search conference in Dallas not too long ago. And um, you I talked about time. you talked about um, how to be successful at PPC even if you can't spend tons of money. So. A lot of people in the audience are, are listening carefully right now because uh, businesses of, of all sizes are uh, gasping at the prices of CPCs these days. So uh, why, don't you, why don't you kick us off? What are, what are some of your ideas for that? Sure. So a big reason why folks are seeing a rise in cost per clicks is, well, there's a couple. Um, one is accounts on autopilot. So structures and strategies that have worked in the past just are not going to work in this new world where close variants, so singular, plural, slight misspelling, one word being turned to two words, two words being turned to one word, um, all effectively count as the same, or there might be duplicates, and you might get pulled into an auction that you didn't intend. So that's, that's one reason. Um, another, there are certain settings that, especially when you are on autopilot, you may miss, or... Um, because Google is making it very easy to opt into bidding strategies that might be more oriented around data acquisition, not necessarily um, being fiscally conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, say, for example, maximize clicks. Uh, that's, that's definitely a thing that can bust the budget. Um, but I think that the biggest crime um, of all of, of, of budget busting is search with display select. And the reason wow. why it's such a crime is that display actually is an incredibly powerful tool. Um, it can be really good at blitzing the market. It can be really good um, at laying the foundations to um, lift a brand. Um, but unfortunately, when you put a search uh, bid in a display spot, it's going to be that number one bid. Um, but you're not going to get a, a display placement. You're going to get a, a text ad and display placement. So you're paying a premium to have a bad ad serve in a spot that you didn't intend. Right. So the reason that that bothers me as much as it does is a lot of folks get very frustrated, say, for example, with display or with um, broad match. And these things that can bust budgets when you correctly are fantastic. But unfortunately, they get uh, roped in. And, and people see those rise in cost per click. So what should people do instead? Uh, so the biggest thing people need to do is to 
uh, pulled open their search terms report right now. Uh, selfish plug for WordStream, we have a version of it that I think has bells and whistles that are useful, um, but definitely pull open that search terms report um, and check that column that says matched by uh, next to your keywords or ne and next to those queries. Because if you start seeing that a term was matched, say by a more restrictive match type, you may be able to begin transitioning your terms for the actual query that led to your value. Okay. You're also going to want to be, um, begin segmenting uh, your campaigns by network to see how much of that budget is going into um, display versus search partners versus the actual Google search that, that you intended to go for. Mm -hmm. If that's not, if you're seeing any amount go in there that you are not comfortable with, go to your settings, uncheck those settings. Now, in terms of a lot aligning budget, um, and I, and this is the the kind of crux of of the topic um, I gave at State of Search, is that you don't want networks to live in a silo. You want to be able to leverage. Um, audiences. Every ad network today is really pushing audiences, and for good reason. Um, we are people. We respond to emotional cues far more than logical ones. And by layering in the fact that someone's is, someone is in market for a thing, or playing into certain biases of um, age or gender, um, we can begin to focus the budget just like we used to with devices, we can begin to bid up or bid down according to certain demographics. Right. Um, so that's, audience is definitely a thing that you can take a look at. Um, but I would also very much, very much uh, revisit the match types that you have certain terms on. So uh, recently exact match uh, back in October got even broader. And this through a lot of strategies that relied on having, say, match type as ad groups, or even the dreaded SCAGs. I, I hate SCAGs, or single keyword ad groups. Me too, me too. Um, in my opinion, out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with exact so match, um, now that implied words are allowed, so for example, um, I actually saw this in the wild, I, I posted to PPC chat, um, that uh, leather handbags matched the leather purses. Uh -oh. um, Google thought that on exact match, that was a, that was a reasonable thing to do. So not only are you going to want to check for the networks, you're also going to want to check for the things that you thought were safeguarding you. Okay. So this is just me kind of rattling off a list. Um, if, if it would be helpful for me to give some uh, stories, I, I can definitely do that too. Well, let's start with um, with campaign settings and and initial settings uh, in general, what what settings would you ge generally advise turning off or changing from the defaults? Uh, so the, the, the big ones are the search with display select. I always opt out of that. Um, right. It is my least favorite setting. Um, the other setting that is important to be mindful of is Google will try to guide you through certain campaign settings by setting campaign goals that when enacted will actually limit the amount of settings you have access to. I do not think that that is wise. I think you should enter into campaigns without goals and then add the settings that you want. Right. Um, because you don't want to get all the way through campaign creation and even have your campaign running for a bit 
know that you need to go make a change and then realize, darn it, I can't make that change. Um, And to be fair, Bing has a lot of um, settings that are useful versus not useful as well. Um, In my opinion, actually more useful than not useful. Um, But a big setting that you have to be very careful, and this is actually at the start of your account, is the time zone that you set uh, within your Google account influences when your ads show. So if you're going to run your ads all day, every day, you need to be very mindful of how many time zones you are asking your budget to account for. Uh, If you're planning on running your campaigns, uh, say from nine to five, and you're on the East Coast, but you're targeting the whole of the U.S., there are going to be hours on the West Coast and even a little bit on, on mountain. And if you don't exclude Hawaii and Alaska, there's going to be some additional hours there where you're, you're not going to have perfect performance. Whereas on Bing, the time, the time zone your ads serve is, is based off of the schedule. It's based off of the, the time zone of the user. So uh, you just need to be mindful of that as you're going back and forth between networks. So that's a little tricky because that would imply that with Bing ads, you are serving more hours of the day. Does that make sense? Uh, potentially, yeah. And so with scheduling, um, you do need to be mindful of, say, that 9 to 5. With Bing, you're honing in on 9 to 5 according to that user. Right. So when you import, um, you need to just audit that schedule, audit those settings. Oh, okay. So what happens when you import? If you have 9 to 5 for the local time on the Google side, when I say local, I mean the time of the, camp, uh, the, of the, of the setting, account. right? When you import that into mm-hmm. Bing ads, what happens? So the schedule is going to be according to Bing's setting or, or according to Bing's rule. Okay. So you're going to serve nine to five according to every user you're targeting. Oh, interesting. I never knew that. You've opened my eyes. Yeah, that's, that's, actually, one of, that's actually one of the reasons I like Bing, because you're able to have potentially, um, because schedules can be set at the ad group level, right. um, uh, weekend ad groups rather than weekend campaigns, or even ad groups that are designed to go after certain parts of the country versus others, as opposed to in Google, I would argue those need to be campaigns. Gotcha. Hey, speaking of eye-opening, we have some eye-opening words from our sponsors that we have to listen to right now. Not that we have to listen okay. to them, we want, we want to listen to them. So, um, not We're delighted. Don't go away. Yes, of course, delighted. And listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm 
WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Nava Hopkins, Service Innovation Strategist with WordStream, and uh, talking about ways that you can succeed even if you don't have a lot of money to spend on PPC. Hey, what do you think about uh, enhanced CPC bidding, which is uh, frequently turned on by default when a new campaign is created? So that used to be a, um, an easy button folks could press. Um, but just like I, I began this conversation talking about autopilot settings, um, enhanced CPC puts advertisers at a risk that the keywords that are in their um, ad group won't fit their budget. And so they'll end up either overspending their budget on a particular click because uh, there is no more cash to enhance CPC. Right. Um, or they will, they will end up with bids that are all over the place and they, they can't necessarily spend the budget. Google is trying to manage the fact that, okay, I have a keyword in here that costs $50 and I have a keyword in here that costs $2. Um, I tend to prefer pulling in those estimates for not page number one CPC. That to, to my mind is actually a useless metric because serving below organic results isn't really useful. But looking at the top of page CPC, in the first position CPC, um, look at the range. Um, if you're going for mobile or going for call only, or if calls are just important to you, you do need to be mindful of that first position because uh, you, you likely need to serve um, in that first box. That's the only ad that will serve fully above the fold. Um, whereas when you're looking at say desktop and tablet, because extensions um, serve for positions two and three, um, you really can get the, the same benefits in positions two and three. You can go ahead and just go for top of page CPC. Right. But if you see a bid in there that exceeds 10% of your daily spend, you are banking on a better than 10% conversion rate. So what I actually like to do with clients that are struggling with the budget question of, I, I need these queries, but I can't open up the budget, I actually like putting in a top of page CPC bidding strategy or okay. target page location bidding strategy mm-hmm. with a big cap so that uh, I can't okay. actually spend if the term is way out there. But mm-hmm. it's a good education tool to see, okay, 
this way of searching, if we keep it, requires an increased investment on budget. But we can also see that this way of searching gives us the leads in volume. Maybe we're okay pausing this way of searching that's really expensive because this other way can give us what we need. Right. Um, so from an agency standpoint, I find that that's A, a useful tool to help get clients to buy into what you want them to do, but B, it's also a really helpful way to help them to understand why they need to invest um, a greater amount. Right. Now, manual CPC is always going to be the, the safest bet. Um, however, we do live in a world now where Google um, is really pushing those automated bidding strategies. There's over 60 signals that will be at your disposal um, when you're using a bidding strategy. You only have bid adjustments when you're doing manual, unless you're running like some scripts. It depends on the account you want to manage. Um, low budget campaigns typically deal with an increase in time uh, to ramp up, um, but they're able to do manual bidding and they operate cheaper. But if you're looking to kind of get a leg up, top of page um, can be a good way. So these bidding strategies, I want to make clear for, for listeners that they're, um, they're available when a campaign is set up um, and then when, uh, th when you want to adjust them, you go back into the campaign settings and choose from Correct. among several different bidding strategies. Um, Let's switch gears for a sec and, and get specific about vertical. Um, what what would you suggest for a uh, ad, advertiser that with a with a limited budget in um, a, a really competitive legal? vertical? Ah, you took <laughs> the word right out of my mouth. That's it. What would you suggest yep. for legal? So the task I actually fed all of my legal clients um, is where and, and or that I discuss with them is we're going to pick, um, you either are going after a lawyer or attorney. Um, because depending on the market, your audience is going to search in large part for one or the other. Um, and one or the other will have a better auction price than the other. Given the changes in exact match, where lawyer is now seen the same as attorney, um, there's no good reason for you to be bidding on both and opening your budget up to have to deal with both. Okay. The other thing that's incredibly, incredibly important um, different areas of law have different auction prices. So, for example, um, motorcycle accident crash is almost always going to be more expensive than DWI, just because for whatever reason, Google decided and supply and demand dictated that motorcycle crashes tend to be expensive. Uh. So, if you know that a certain area of law that you practice or a certain part of your business that you, that you do is more expensive and you're okay not actively targeting it, potentially what you can do is actually make extensions via site links, uh, price extensions, um, structure snippets, showcasing that you offer a service, but then you apply them to campaigns that maybe have a lower cost per clicks or um, go after maybe your branded campaign. So you're okay. paying the click price rather than the keyword price. Uh, okay. Um, because again, anytime you click on an extension, you're paying the price of whatever the query would have been. So if you're going after, say, for example, um, lawyer near me, 
it's going to be pretty expensive, but because it's not as specific as say, for example, that motorcycle accident crash or whatever um, particular or like personal injury claim lawyer, you might be able to showcase what you offer by adding that extension to that query um, nice. rather than, than actively targeting every part um, of your business. Right. What's another uh, vertical that you find is uh, tends to be pricey? So this, this amuses me, actually. Um, anytime a business adds the word cloud onto the query, like the cost per clicks go up, and this is, again, based off of just the, the accounts that, that we're able to see um, at WordStream, but it can go up anywhere from like 20 to 30%. It's, it's silly. Okay. Um, because the word cloud implies a whoever the prospect is has um, income at their disposal to buy software or to, to do enterprise level deals. Um, and then also usually it implies that B2B intent. So okay. adding cloud onto your, your keyword string can jack up the price. So you only should do it if you're going to um, make a lot of money on that sale. Um, gotcha. The other thing that I find uh, jacks up prices and it's, it's weird. Um, the singular version of keywords for whatever reason tends to usually be more expensive than oh the plural. God. Seriously? So, so you will, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like if you ever pull in like the, the um, estimated bid, so sometimes you, you want to begin bidding on both, but because we live in this close variant world, um, where singular and plural are the same. Start with singular or start with plural. See what, what terms you get in. And you just may find that by bidding on the plural, you cap yourself at those cheaper auction prices. You still are leaving yourself open to get the singular, but you end up paying less because you're going, your auction price and what you're saying you're willing to bid is oriented around the cheaper version of the term. Oh, that is wild. That, that one tip is worth gold it's gold Aww. <laughs> that's what we try well listen um save a few tips for the last five minutes or so of the show because right now we've got to break away from more fascinating words from our sponsors so please stay with us ppc rock stars we'll be back after we click through our sponsors Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. 
we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back in the home stretch with Nava Hopkins. Nava? Hi. <laughs> um, how about some last uh, last words? What what uh, have you held back? Uh, I, I've tried not to hold anything back. That's nice. Um, I guess one, one thing that I find in accounts, and it's, it's something that surprises people. Um, so I'll, I guess instead of holding back, it's just a thing that surprises people. Uh-huh. Um, when you're doing location targeting, um, and this applies especially in real estate and travel, um, but it, it really, you should be mindful of it. Different locations have different auction prices. Oh, um, and there will be a lot of places that target um, the whole of the U.S. because they don't want to miss out on um, any particular location. And there are also people that will include a lot of geo-modified terms because they think that it will either lower their auction price or it's a more transactional term or it hones in on that um, area. One tip I've, I've found that is, is very helpful is actually going into the settings and assessing whether you actually want the default, which is people in the lo- in your targeted location or who are searching for or who have shown interest in your targeted location, or whether you want to be specific and say, I want people in this only in my location, or I want people only who have searched or shown interest in my location. Okay. And that's done by going on the advanced features and locations. The benefit of doing that is that you mitigate the need for having geo-modified terms as active keywords. You can still be eligible for them, um, but you're not actively targeting them. Um, the other thing is you can mitigate the need to target the whole of the U.S. and instead target your main hubs of business where it's either really cost-effective for you to, to sell, um, the auction prices are better, um, or whatever business case you want to make that a certain location is ideal. Because if you don't set specific location targets, um, Google, and without fail, will put your budget um, in large part in California, Texas, New York, and Florida. Really? Occasionally, yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, But not that weird because they're tech hubs. But, you know, if you do no location targeting other than U.S., 
that is where the majority of your impressions of clicks and spend will come from. So, so do you, if you don't want that to be true, so go ahead. So, so do you routinely bid uh, or, or geolocate state by state? Um, my favorite way to run these campaigns is to either tier them by uh, time zone or by um, value. Um, so I'll either have campaigns that are just going on to certain locations, or if a client is really aggressive, I, I have to target the whole of the U.S., I'll bid up or bid down on certain states. Okay. Um, but it is worth noting that if you do not do that, your budget will mostly go to California, Texas, New York, and Florida. Wow. That's fascinating. Who knew? You knew. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky. I get to look at lots of accounts. Yeah, clearly. Hey, we've got uh, just a couple of minutes left. Let me make sure that listeners can contact you if they want to, and if you want them to. Absolutely. Uh, so my email, um, feel free to email me. Um, any question, I'm happy to help, is my first initial last name, N. Hopkins, at wordstream.com. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter, um, at NavaF. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, where you'll also be following my puppy, um, HK47, <laughs> uh, hashtag PCC puppy. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm always available to connect on LinkedIn uh, and hopefully help you out. Cool. So HK47, I'm, you know, I, I'll show you how out of touch I am. I don't know whether that's a Star Trek reference or a Star Wars reference. It's just, it's, I'm, I'm really excited that you knew it was a Star Wars reference. HK-47 is an assassin droid who is hilarious. Um, snarky, snarky, snarky. Um, nice. So, I was, I, so yeah, I, I, I love my, my, my HK. He's, he's just as energetic as, as his uh, namesake. Nice. Well, look, thank you for coming on. Um, I, I predict this will be one of uh, my audience's favorite episodes. And they will beg for you to come Aww. on again. Well, they can also come hang out with me or any other of the WordStream crew. We're, we're, we're always happy to help out. Cool. Well, thank you, Nava, and uh, I hope I'll see you soon. Definitely. See you, Dave. Thank you, listeners. Come back next time for another episode of BBC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.